Welcome to A Brief Chat. I'm Jason Crane. Today is Thursday, the 13th day of August 2020. Thanks so much for being here. You can find out more about this show at abriefchat.com. If you're listening and you'd like to try to watch it, you can go to abriefchat.com slash YouTube to see the last couple weeks of episodes, uh, which are now also videos. Let's take a look at this day in radical history via the Slingshot Collective Day Planner and the Certain Days Calendar. This day in 1818, Lucy Stone was born. She fought for women's suffrage and rights and against slavery. This day in 1961, construction of the Berlin Wall began in East Germany, or in West Germany, I guess, depending on where you're standing. And uh, this day in 2015 in Ontario, Peter Collins died in prison, and I was unfamiliar with Peter Collins, so I looked him up. Uh, He was involved in an altercation with a cop in which he shot and killed the cop. Uh, It's Then he became an artist, a social activist, and a prisoner advocate while in prison. He tutored other inmates, helped them prepare for their parole hearings, and led seminars to prevent the spread of HIV and hepatitis C. In 2008, he was awarded the Canadian Award for Action from the Canadian HIV-AIDS Legal Network and Human Rights Watch. So that's Peter Collins, and he passed away this day uh, of cancer in prison three years ago. So uh, yesterday, uh, two days ago, actually, um, Joe Biden selected Kamala Harris as his running mate in the 2020 election. And uh, that kind of got me thinking again about electoral politics and about where I'm at in this uh, election season. I think what's probably going to happen is I am not going to vote. I'm not sure if I'm not going to vote at all. I think that's what I'm going to do is not vote at all. Um, I was wondering if I just wouldn't vote for president or if I would just you know vote for a um, third party candidate or write in somebody else's name. Uh, I actually, to be honest, don't know if there'll be a third party candidate on the Arizona ballot. Um, but I think I may not vote at all. And first of all, let me speak specifically about why I wouldn't vote for Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. And I think I can get that out in one sentence. There's no way I would vote for a sexual predator or a cop. Period. That's just that day is never going to come. And then and yes, I did vote for Bill Clinton twice. Uh, my thinking on this topic has evolved, and I think people's knowledge going into elections, although in the Clinton case, I don't think my position is really defensible. I just have gotten better. Um, then kind of the thing about voting like writ large, um, I'm just kind of – I think I'm just kind of over electoral politics. I want to be clear that this is not my my blanket – uh, prescription for all of you. I'm not telling you don't vote. I'm not telling you don't get involved in local electoral politics, or I am kind of telling you not to get involved in national electoral politics, but I mean, you do you, you do whatever you want. Certainly no one's going to listen to me, but I am saying that after a lifetime of involvement in the kind of most entry level way by voting, up to having run for office and everything in between. I've managed um, a county-level political party. I have uh, run for office twice. Uh, I won once (laughs) in a ridiculous campaign, and I lost the time I actually seriously ran for office. 
uh, at that time was as a third party candidate. And then I've been involved in various ways uh, in the labor movement with electoral activism, um, you know, up to and including uh, member political education, lobbying days, uh, member takeovers of uh, offices of politicians, all that kind of thing. And then to the more like kind of direct action piece where, um, you know, just kind of regular citizens are attempting to move an issue in one direction or another through, again, occupying offices, protests, that kind of thing. And after, I guess I started doing those things when I was in my mid-20s, and I'm in my mid-40s now, so a couple decades spent doing those things with varying levels of intensity. I mean, I certainly, during all of that 20 years, I was not on the front lines of political fights by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, there are certainly people with way more robust resumes than mine. But over the course of 20 years, I've spent a lot of time doing those things, and... While I guess it's possible to point to things on the uh, issue level that have improved over the course of that time, I generally think that all of those improvements have been won by people's direct action pushing politicians to make choices they would not have otherwise made. And in a extremely small minority of cases pushing them to make choices they needed the political cover of public action to make but you know wanted to make anyway but generally speaking i think those cases are few and far between i think for the most part it's um you know politicians being pushed in a direction one direction or the other left or right i think uh, public action has resulted in both of those kinds of outcomes and generally speaking I would prefer that we just do the action and start building that world rather than do the action so that in the middle of us and the result, there can be an unbelievably difficult to persuade group of human beings who we have to persuade to create the thing we want in some watered down form rather than us in our small communities just making the world that we want. I've also, over the years, and I'm as guilty of this as anybody, so believe me when I say that uh, whatever stones I'm casting, I'm doing from a house where all the windows are shattered. Over the years, I've watched again and again as people who are not really mobilized to take other kinds of action are mobilized to vote and then to fall back asleep for the next four years. And therefore, when those votes are tallied up and so-and-so gets in office, there's not a mass social movement to hold that person's feet to the fire in the you know popular parlance um, or to push things in some particular direction. It's just we expend all this energy we get so and so in office and now they can handle it. That's the point. We elected our representatives. They're going to let them go do it. And as we see time and time again, by the time so-and-so is in office, and this is not even counting the fact that the fact that so-and-so is able to run for office already <laughs> belies a level of uh, monetary influence that's so huge, you know, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, by the time anybody even gets into office, 
the not only the process but the result is so compromised that we would have been better off just using all of our energy to to create pockets of the world that we want because generally speaking i mean these things aren't you know especially in a in a country that has a federal system like ours where the states still have a lot of power even the things we push for at a national level rarely have a national effect i mean there are some cases where that you know has proven to be true but uh you know even for th- things that people consider as monumental as voting rights you know we've watched as those have been eroded over the years you know by various states um also you know we showed that state by state by state we could allow gay people to marry and yes eventually that became a national thing uh, but you know there again there are pockets where people resist even to this day allowing that to happen and we can just create places where it does so in general um and this i want to be super clear this everything i'm saying is only not bullshit if I put the work into doing the alternative things that I'm espousing. If I just say, I don't want to vote because it's a bankrupt system, blah, 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 and what we should be doing instead is this, and I don't put any work into this, into whatever the thing is, um, which in my particular case would be like, you know, building small intentional communities of mutual aid, uh, helping people figure out how to organize themselves, how to win power for themselves without intermediaries, that kind of thing. If I'm not spending any time using either my platform or my hours, my, you know, blood and sweat, my intelligence, whatever it might be toward those ends, um, you know, then I can just say, well, I'm not voting because I'm disengaged from the system and I don't want to be part of any of this, you know, fine. Uh, but, I don't think I could be taking a moral position on that without also working on this other world that I want to create. However, even if I believed that the electoral system was the way to go, absolutely, Trump is terrible, we got to get him out of there no matter what it takes. Obviously, I do believe Trump is terrible. I do believe it's better if he's gone than if he's in. Even with all of that stuff being true... There's just no fucking way I'm voting for a sexual predator and a cop to do that job. Just never going to happen. Never, ever, ever going to happen. So um, I absolutely, you know, despite everything I just said about electoral politics, I absolutely would have happily stepped into a voting booth to vote for, you know, for example, Bernie Sanders and whoever he chose, unless it was Kamala Harris, I guess, or some other cop. Um, just because that's a, a case of both harm reduction and at least the slightest like center left push, which I think is good. Um, and if you're, you know, I, I try not to make cases like at the exclusion of all else. So, you know, I live in a state that's no longer just a solid red state. Arizona could go either way. And had that been my option, I would have gone into a voting booth and voted for Bernie. That would literally have changed nothing about anything else I said. But uh, I wouldn't have felt guilty about doing that or like it was somehow compromising my high ideals or whatever. There's just no fucking way I'm voting for a sexual predator and a cop. So that's my thoughts about 2020. Um, obviously, 
you do you uh, do what you feel you are uh, you know morally or strategically or tactically compelled to do. Uh, I'm not casting aspersions on you. I mean, if you're like a Trump voter or something, I certainly am, but uh, I'm not casting aspersions on whatever choice you make. I'm just telling you that's where I'm at. And uh, personally speaking, I have some lines in my life that I, I can't cross. And uh, those are two of them. And those two people happen to be on the top of the ticket together. So every once in a while, you, you come up with zero. Uh, and that's what I got this time. Thank you so much for listening slash watching. I've learned an important lesson, which is I need to not have anything within reach of my hands to play with. There's this little piece of a zip tie uh, that I was using earlier, um, not for sexual purposes, uh, because I was home alone and Norman's not into that. Um, I was just using it to fix the microphone, but uh, or to rearrange the microphone in a way it's not designed to be set up. Uh, but anyway, since this little piece that I cut off was here, I've been playing with it the entire show. So I need to not have things that I can play with right near my hands. And that's an important lesson that we've all learned today, I think. Thank you so much for listening or watching. Uh, you can go to abriefchat.com for previous episodes. You can go to abriefchat.com slash YouTube to uh, watch the show back for the last few weeks. Before that, it was only a podcast. You can become a member at abriefchat.com. Uh, I really appreciate it when you do that. It's, it's huge for us. Um, got some exciting things I've been thinking about and want to tell you about. That'll probably happen next week because, uh, of course, we got poetry tomorrow. And uh, I think that's it for today. No special last-minute guest cat appears as I'm looking around me to see if he's still here, but he's not. So that's it. I love you. A better world is possible, but we have a lot of work to do. Please.